The biggest game in the Pac-12 this week, it's on Friday night. Little Friday night Pac-12 after dark. Craziness could ensue in Seattle, and it's a big game for both teams. But why is it bigger for Oregon State? Let's go. Our Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Locked On at Pac-12. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thanks so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with the Conference of Champions. Please like, comment, subscribe wherever you're listening to or watching this show. Thanks to everybody out there who has done so already. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online, which has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And to... Help me break down this big-time showdown in Seattle. I uh, gave you a little bit of a surprise there, Pac-12 fans. You thought I might have been alone? No, I'm not going to be alone for a game of this magnitude. Carter, this is a uh, this is a matchup that is emblematic of why college football is my favorite sport in the world. Because can either of these teams get in the college football playoff? No. Are either of these teams going to be in the Pac-12 championship game? It's technically possible possible but realistically no and yet both of these fan bases are so juiced for this one and it is a big game it should be highly competitive I think it's bigger for Oregon State and I'll tell you why in a moment but I want your thoughts going into this game big decade in in my opinion we actually behind the scenes texted about this earlier in the week you know we were like when was the last time Oregon State played a game of, of this magnitude? And I think we went back to the 2013 season, um, you know, playing against Oregon that year at the end of the year. Oregon State had kind of limped to the year, so it didn't have that, like, big game feel. Uh, I actually went back to, to 2012 against Washington when Oregon State was undefeated, a top 10 team. Um, unfortunately for the Beavers, they dropped that game and then went 500 the rest of the way. But, I mean, I have to go back to 2012, literally a full decade ago, to find you know the, the same magnitude, the same meaning, uh, the same, I guess, matchup kind of flair to it that this one has, especially in the month of November, because Oregon State has not played meaningful games in the month of November in a long time. I, I suppose you could say last year they were as well, but not, you know, it's it's a different it's a different kind of meaningful when you're ranked in the top 25 and when you're playing a, a six and two team and you share the same record and you're jockeying for position at the end of the season rankings, this has the feeling of one of those games that Oregon state has not played in years. The reason I think it's bigger for the bees and not that it's an unimportant game for the Huskies. You win, you get back into the top 25, almost certainly you'd be seven and two and Oregon state is there in the college football playoff rankings, number 23 in the country, which is great to see for the PAC 12, almost half the conference is in the top 25 and everyone except for Oregon state inside the top 15 in the first rankings. I think it's a really good place for the PAC 12 to be at the moment. It speaks to the strength of the conference, but the reason I see this as being bigger for Oregon State is this is 
year five for Jonathan Smith. This is year one for Kalen DeBoer and Washington, who have gotten things going much faster than I thought they would. I thought there would be kind of a, you know, figure it out year and see what you have. And I don't know what the quarterback situation has. They have gotten it to click rapidly, far, far quicker than I thought they would. I thought this is what they would look like in year two, but it's been in year one. But still, because DeBoer is there in his first season, I feel, Carter, that you lose this game. It doesn't feel great. You want to win every game you can. A 10-win season is possible if they win out, but I'm sure Washington would love to be in that nine threshold and then maybe have the chance to get to 10 in a bowl game. That would be a really great start. But it still feels to me a little bit like they're playing with house money at this point, right? I mean, even people who thought Washington could be good this year, did you think a 10-win season was you know possible? Maybe you did, and maybe you had that sort of confidence, in which case you've been proven correct. But Oregon State feels like they've been building and building and building, and it's been slow. It's been methodical, which is what you would expect. But Smith has done a really good job, and the staff has done a really great job building this program up from what it was when they took it over And this feels like a moment now that they're inside the top 25 to prove we haven't just arrived in one rankings, but we've really arrived as a team that next year you have to think about as a Pac-12 contender. I think you're spot on with the the expert. Uh, Actually, at Beaver Blitz every week, we uh, bring on an expert from the the opposing 24-7 sports team site. And so we brought on Chris Fetters from dogman.com this week, and I specifically asked him, would you say this season has been more of a success under Kalen DeBoer in his first year expecting or that Washington fans were expecting? And he said, yes, but you could ask some Husky fans and they might be disappointed right now because they feel like they could be 8-0. But, you know, the goalposts have, have moved a little bit for Washington fans coming into the year. I think, you know, a lot of them were expecting you know, let's just get Bull on and we'll build under or we'll build off of a, a 500 season or, or something like that. Now they're at six and two. They felt like they were in a couple of games, you know, losing to ASU stings. You know, they felt like they had opportunities against UCLA. And so now like the expectations are, hey, we're a really good team. Um, it It is it, it does feel like the Huskies are ahead of schedule, but. To that same point, they are in in a, in a way playing with house money because nobody really did expect them to be this good. I, I know we certainly didn't when we sat mm-hmm. down and did our, our preseason predictions. I will say, I always thought this was going to be a big game for Oregon State, regardless of what Washington's record was. It was always going to be difficult for the Beavers to go up to Seattle on a Friday night in that environment in November, beat the elements, beat the home field advantage, and and beat a team that traditionally they struggle against on the road. So I always had this kind of circled as as one of those get over the hump type games for Oregon State. And it still does very much feel like that, um, particularly since both of these teams have the exact same record and, and the Beavers are, I guess, on a neutral field, uh, you know, considered to be in a toss up with Washington because last I checked, Washington was a, a three point betting favorite. I believe it is three and a half. It, it hovered around. It opened at four and a half. And it has come down, so money coming in on on the Beavs. And look, Washington's been a different team at home compared to what they've been on the road this year. I, I do want to touch on something you mentioned there about you know some Husky fans feeling like they could be 8-0. I think they could be 7-1. I, I don't think you could be 8-0. They ended up only losing by 8 
to UCLA, but they had to mount a late comeback and, and you know, scoring in like semi garbage time. Like UCLA was the better team. I, I don't think you, you could really argue that for that game, but the Arizona State game, I'm right there with them. They could very easily be. Think about where the Pac 12 would be. If Arizona State doesn't pull that upset and Washington just squeaks it out, they'd be sitting at seven and one. They're probably inside the top 20. In, in the country, they're still in the Pac-12 championship discussion. You would legitimately have five teams who could get to the Pac-12 championship game. They could be a dark horse college football playoff contender, and you would have half the Pac-12 inside the AP top 25 and the college football playoff top 25 rankings. I, I think that that's a testament to just how good the conference is this year compared to previous years. It feels much deeper, much stronger. And these two teams, Oregon state and Washington are a big reason why we've got that sort of feeling. The biggest matchups in the games, the players, the teams, the sides of the ball, the coaches, everything. We're getting to that after I tell you about simply safe. If you thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Pac-12 listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you don't want to miss it. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get a priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, Carter, let's get into the uh, the details of this game. So many fascinating components. I think you have a best on best, and I think you have a kind of weakness on weakness. Relative, of course, because both the units that I'm putting in there as a weakness have still been good at times this year, but they've been inconsistent. Your best on best is the Washington pass offense against the Oregon State secondary. And your relative weakness against relative weakness is the Oregon State offense that is probably going to have Gold Branson at quarterback this year and for the most part has been good but has not been perfect. And this is a defensively led team now, which is not something I think most of us thought, especially with Jonathan Smith as the head coach, we would see coming into the year. But Trent Ray has done an amazing job on that side of the ball. And then the Washington defense, their front four has been very good. I mean, I watched them against Cal who doesn't have the greatest offensive line, but the Huskies were dominant up front. They have got some big-time dudes in that front four, and the Oregon State offensive line has been good, but how well can they keep Branson upright or whatnot? So let's start with, with the best-on-best matchup. How do you see this playing out, or what are the biggest things to watch for that Washington passing attack? That's one of the best in the country statistically, led by Penix and Adunze and, and McMillan and Polk and all those receivers against that Oregon State secondary. Before we touch on that, I will say Ben Goldbranson will get the start at Oregon State uh, this week. Jonathan Smith said on his show yesterday on Tuesday that mm. that Goldbranson will get the start. But yeah, th- I mean it's it's a game of a lot of strength on strength matchups, and obviously the biggest one has to be Washington's passing offense versus Oregon State's passing defense. Huskies with the most prolific passing offense in the country, Michael Penix. I mean, I don't know that anybody expected 
um, the, the records that he has broken, the numbers he has posted, and and where he's ranked nationally and in the Pac-12 in in a handful of different categories. I mean, it's I, I think it's largely a testament to not only his skill set but to Kalen DeBoer's opportunities and and scheme up an offense that puts his players in positions to be successful. Good play caller. Exactly. There's a reason Michael Penix Jr. went to Washington. It's because he's familiar with Kalen DeBoer. He was his offensive coordinator back at Indiana. So, you know, I think I, I think Washington's going to present a lot of challenges for Oregon State schematically. But I do really like the way personnel wise that the Beavers match up against Washington's wide receivers because the Beavers, you know, the passing yards numbers, they, they don't look all that impressive. I think Oregon State's really middle of the road to, you know, bottom 30 yards allowed per game. But if you look at the pass defense numbers, the pass deflections, the interceptions, um, Oregon State is is right there with the absolute best secondaries in college for this year. The Beavers are a top 10 team in passes defended. They lead the Pac-12 in that category. Ryan have three interceptions apiece. Uh, the Beavers have 10 in total. This is a team that, you know, you throw the ball to one side of the field, you've got an all-conference guy waiting there to bat the ball down. If you throw it to the other side, oh, there's another one waiting for you. If you try to go over the top and and you, you know try to pick on a safety, players there too, and then throw in a fifth guy in, in Cooper at the nickelback position, there's no breaks for Washington. You know, regardless of where Penix is throwing the ball, he's going to be throwing against a high-end defensive back, um, and and I think. That's what makes this matchup so intriguing is success against good defenses so far. Can he continue to do it on a rainy, windy night against the best secondary in the Pac-12? We'll find out. Yeah, the weather could play a factor here. And I think the the over-under in, in the betting markets brought to you by our friends at, at Bet Online at 54 and a half is reflective of that. I, I think that's partially a credit to the way Oregon State has defended, particularly on the back end this year, but it's also a credit to how that 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 sort of environment is not typically conducive when you have the rain and the wind to throwing it all over the field. I, I think it could be a situation, depending on how bad it is, right? We can look at the forecast right now, and I know it sounds strange to talk about weather, but it's particularly true when you have a team in Washington that is, you know, 60% throw, 40% run, if that. They might even be, I don't know what their exact percentage is, but the way that they create explosive plays. 61 to 39. Yeah, that, that, sound, that sounds about right. They want to throw the football. How is Michael Penix going to be able to hold up if that ball is really wet? What can the Washington offensive line do? What can the running game do? Those are questions that are all going to be somewhat weather dependent. But that over-under... I think even even with the rain and wind factor is telling us that Vegas is tending to trust that Oregon State defense. I mean, 54 and a half, that's both teams under 30 points. And holding Washington under 30, we saw Cal do it uh, last time out when, uh, you know, before, before their bye when they were down in Berkeley. But they come back home. Washington's been really, really good at home. The number's currently sitting at Oregon State plus four and a half. It seems like a, a lot of points, but to me, Carter, before we get into the, the, the other two sides of the ball, which is the, the Huskies defense and, and Oregon State's offense, I think generally speaking, a higher scoring game favors Washington because that's where they've been good this year. 
But if it starts to become a slugfest and it starts to become about who can control the ground game, I think that favors Oregon State. If you tell me both teams are under 30, I, I certainly think the Bees would cover there and I would like them to win outright. But if it starts to become a little more of a shootout, I've got the better quarterback on on Washington's side. Yeah, Vegas is essentially saying this is a, a 28-24 type of game, um, obviously in, in Washington's favor. I think if 28-24 is the final score, Oregon State's on the winning side of that, just for the reasons you mentioned. At, at 28, looking at an Oregon State team that has just run for 200 yards, uh, it's limited possessions for, for both teams by taking a bunch of, of, of time off of the clock via the run. It's probably, you know, limited Washington's passing game. And, you know, I, I think I think if it's high scoring, Washington is going to have no no trouble scoring the ball. If 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 it's high scoring, I don't know that Oregon State's offense with Ben Branson back there in an envi- in an environment as tough as Husky Stadium can keep up with that. You know, I, th- I think if Oregon State's going to win, it's going to have to be in the 20s or at the very most the low 30s. The weather, Oregon State being a run-first team plays into that. Um, and, and frankly, I mean, it feels weird to talk about Oregon State as a defense-first team, but that's what it's been this year. You know, it has relied on its defense to keep it in games and and to win it games. Um, a pick six last week against Colorado. If Oregon, I mean, shoot, that, that, that might be enough to put the Beavers over the top this week. So it does feel like a game that comes down to can Oregon State can Oregon State slow down the Washington offense? Because I don't know that the Beavers have proven that they can score 30 to 40 points to, to outscore them. I, I'm leaning towards Oregon State in this game. We'll see how I feel by, by the end of the podcast. But the thing that gives me confidence in Oregon State here, at least to keep it close on the road in what will probably be a sold-out Husky Stadium, I mean, that place is going to be rocking. It'll be a great scene for the Pac-12. And all 50,000 people that are going to watch it on TV, you know, at 8.30 at night uh, local time, or 7.30 local time uh, kickoff and such, 10.30 Eastern, we'll all be really, really impressed by it and, and such. But it will be a great environment. But I look at that USC game, and that's the most impressive individual defensive performance in the Pac-12 all season. USC hasn't been held. I don't think anyone else has held them under 30. I don't know if anyone else has held them under 40. I'll, I'll double check their schedule on that. But that game, Carter, is what gives me confidence in the Beavers' defense to at least contain Washington's offense. Then I think you add in rain and win. I think that helps Oregon State even more. But that was at home, and this is on the road. How much of a concern is that for Oregon State? Yeah, two things at play in that game. The game was at Research Stadium where Oregon State has not allowed more than 17 points in a game this year. So that 17 that USC allowed, I believe tied with Boise State, if I'm not mistaken. I believe all three of those teams scored 17. One of them might have been 14 or 10. Um, but no, the, the, the point stands. Oregon State's defense plays at a, a much higher level at home. They go on the road to Fresno State, give up 30-plus. They go on the road to... Uh, Stanford and, and give up 27, I believe. Interesting, and th- they really do feed off of the energy that that the Oregon State fan base provides. Um, the other factor that that helped Oregon State in that in that USC game, the pass rush of Oregon State was the best I have seen 
probably had had an elite defense with Scott Crichton up front, Jordan Poyer in the defensive backfield. Um, Caleb Williams was pressured about 15 times in that game. He was sacked like two or three times. It, It wasn't anything spectacular, but time after time again, he was throwing the ball away. He was screwed you know, picking up two yards with his legs. And and if Oregon State does that to Michael Penix this week, there is no chance Washington wins this game. Because uh, if you combine that with a secondary as strong as Oregon State's, it's nearly impossible it, nearly impossible to move the ball through the air. I do think that the great equalizer in this game is Oregon State's run game, the Beavers' ability to, to keep things moving on the ground. Um, and, you know, I... I assume we'll talk a little bit more about that when we dive into that matchup. But um, when the weather's poor, when you're in a hostile environment, the best thing you can do is is control the line of scrimmage and get things going on the ground game. And that's why it's an advantage there. But defensively, yeah, it's I, I do concern. I, I am concerned about Oregon State's ability to replicate success on the road. I think there's one thing that could work in Oregon State's favor defensively on the road. And by the way, just that uh, that that note I mentioned earlier, USC has been held under 40 points just one other time by Washington State, who statistically have probably the best all-around defense in in the Pac-12. They're fir- they're third at worst, but they're first, I believe, in, in points per game allowed. But I'll tell you what that thought is after I tell you about Sweat Block. Here's a real customer review from someone who used it. Mike is a Vegas resort concierge, and he was sweating through his suit coat on the job in less than an hour. That's not something anyone wants to feel, but he's not feeling that anymore thanks to Sweat Block. Sweat Block wipes are a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag, whether it's a big presentation or a hot date. I don't know if you got one of those coming up, Carter, but maybe you need some of this. I don't know. I'll shoot some your way. Everyone can benefit. Go get yours now to stop sweating through shirts and be comfortable wearing whatever, wherever, whenever. If you or someone you love is experiencing sweat or odor, try Sweat Block. Save 20% with promo code Locked On at sweatblock.com, also available on Amazon. Here's the thought I have about that Oregon State defense, Carter. They fed off the energy at Reeser Stadium and the home fans. Everybody, I think, kind of understands that. But I think there's also something to be said about that Stanford game, for example. They allowed more points than than you would probably think on paper. But that's a pretty dull environment, right? You, you go there and it's just like, it's hard to get up for it. It's going to be a hostile crowd, but... It's going to be a crowd that at least gives you some form of energy, right? Husky Stadium is going to be absolutely rocking, which on the whole is a benefit for Washington, hence why they're favored in this game, and I think they should be. But I think when you look at that Oregon State defense, it can be hard to get up for games where you don't have any juice, and it feels, you know, almost like a a scrimmage. I mean, Stanford just doesn't put anybody in there. Like, am, am I nuts? No, I, I've I've actually thought the exact same thing, um, it, and actually we've kind of heard that in in interviews with the players. They said, you know, it was it was difficult to create. We were forced to create our own energy because we didn't have anybody behind us to do it for us, and and that goes both ways. You know, on the offensive side, normally you do want it to be really quiet when you're moving the ball, but defense matters. Which you know, which fan base is making noise? If you've got something behind you that's going to fire you up one way or another. If it's your home fans, you're going to be fired up to go like, you know, make them get even louder. If it's the away fans, you're fired up to shut them up, you know? 
So like there is absolutely an, and I think Oregon state's defense is substantially better than the numbers it, it put up against Stanford that frankly, I mean, that was just kind of a weird game. Uh, I, I think it was kind of a throwaway game in, in many ways for Oregon state um, in, in more ways than one. I don't think that was at all indicative of the way Oregon state has played in her. Let's get to our game predictions now, Carter. And I, I do agree that Washington should be favored because they're at home and they've been a really good home team this year and the offense ha- has thrived. There's a Friday night game. You got both teams coming off a bye. There's bad weather on the horizon. I think Oregon State is going to go in, in Seattle and and get this done. But here's the one caveat I will I will throw out there that if it goes the other way, then I don't think Oregon State wins. Washington's rush defense this year is allowing 110 yards per game. That's second in the Pac-12 only to Oregon. Their front four has been really good. Where they're exposable is on the back end of that defense. Oregon State has a good offensive line. It's one of those good-on-good matchups that can go either way in a big game like this. But if you're not going to be able to throw the ball very much because it's wet and Goldbranson has been, you know, I'd say more than serviceable as a backup quarterback, but has he been as explosive offensively as Oregon State looked early in the year with Chance Nolan? I would say no. If the Beavers are under, you know, 100 or 125 rush yards, I think they have to run for at least 150, if not 175 to 200, to get a win in this game. I think that's kind of your pivot point. I think they can do that because that offensive line is pretty good. And I think this stays low scoring. And I like the number that that you threw out earlier. I think it'll be, I think you got 20, I got 27-24. I think Oregon State goes into Seattle and gets the win. I it, That does kind of feel like the, that does feel like the sweet spot for Oregon State. You know, like I said, I, I don't think the Beavers can score in the 30s in this game. I just think if, if, if Oregon State's going to move the ball and if it's going to score, it's probably going to be doing it on the ground. The Beavers do have an ability to make big plays happen. When you look at that matchup between Oregon State's really fast receiving core, um, who has made a ton of big plays, Treshawn Harris and Anthony Gould in particular come to mind, against a Washington secondary that is really just uncharacteristically poor this year. I mean, it feels really weird to talk about a Husky. They've had, yeah, they've had, they've had, they've had a couple injuries. They've been rotating guys in and out. Still, they should be playing better than than they have so far, but I think that's contributed to some of the things we've seen. I mean, against Arizona State, you had coverage lapses. You had bad form in man coverage. You've had bad tackling yeah. on on that end. That's how you allow 45 points to a pretty middling Arizona State team. But then you, you throw in the fact that, well, in order to get the ball downfield, you have to get it out quickly because you've got the best pass rushing group in in the conference coming at you. And, you know, th- those those edge guys at Washington, all of the Oregon State coaches this week already have said that group we will face this year. Uh, it really doesn't get much better than that. I th- they are, what, 7th or 12th or something like that in the in the country in, in sacks. I think it's 12th. Um, so this is, I mean, probably the most formidable defensive front Oregon State has gone up against this or tough one coming up against uh, Oregon in, in less than a month now, too. So it will test Ben Branson's ability to move around the pocket a little bit, his ability to identify receivers quickly. Um, this is this is one of those games where I think Branson as a 
third year freshman has to grow up really quickly. And I do think that having a bye week to prepare has, um, you know, allowed him a little bit more of a chance to, to prepare for what he's going to have to do to move the ball in this game. So that challenge right there, I, I think makes the run game that much more paramount. You know, the Beavers have to move the ball, like you said, 150 to 200 yards on the ground, which they have done. Martinez is the featured back. I'm very confident in Martinez's ability to make plays against really any defense. What he has done on a per carry basis the last couple of weeks, the big plays he's rattled off, the three touchdowns he scored against Colorado, I think he's starting to come into his own. And I, I think he could be one of the next great running backs at Oregon State. I said this in the preseason, and it's starting to come to fruition now that his role has has grown and that he's become more and more comfortable. He's going to have to have a big game if Oregon State's going to win this thing. Do you think Oregon State wins this game? I I keep going back and forth. It's like I don't see this being decided by more than three to seven points either way. Um, the weather being what it is makes me trust Oregon State a little bit more. Um, I, I am leaning Oregon State by a field goal to, to four points in this game just because I think when it is windy and when it is wet, the best way to move the ball is is to run it, and I, I just don't think Washington can do that to the extent that the Beavers can. Well, whether that comes to fruition or not, we will be back on the show with Carter next week to talk about all the fallout from what should be a great game in the Pac-12, and we will either be celebratory because we knew all or we'll be coming on here and eating some old-fashioned crow. Carter Baines of BeaverBlitz.com, senior writer and editor over there. Carter, it's great to talk to you, and I know you're uh, probably a little little anxious about this particular game. I'm excited. I get to just kind of sit back and enjoy it, but... It's uh, it's one I think we're all looking forward to. Yeah, the nerves on that drive up I-5 to Seattle are, are going to be at an all-time high, but <laughs> it, it should be fun regardless. I think the atmosphere is going to be awesome. It's a fun matchup. Um, it, it'll be a blast regardless of what, what occurs. Yes, indeed. Cannot wait for Friday night. Appreciate everyone listening. See you next time and have a wonderful rest of your day.